She's going to get home at any moment. I'm looking at a small picture by the Spanish painter Joaquin Sorolla. It's a charcoal drawing, a study for a painting, a sketch. It's very pretty, on a richly textured yellow paper, framed under glass, hanging in a prominent place over my setup here. I record on a laptop, and I usually fold the chut when I'm done, carry it with me, I can record anywhere. The picture looks good in that spot when the computer's not right below it to cheapen it. It's of an earlier age. I say usually as though the Soroya usually hangs in that spot, but I've only had it for two days. And Mary's been away with the kids for a month, but she's coming back soon, already called from the airport. And the Sotheby's auction was two weeks ago when I bought it. I told you it's pretty, and it is. And the subject, it's good. It's a family group at a beach. There's a towel or a blanket held aloft, caught by the wind. Even in the charcoal drawing, you can get a sense of the heat and the light. Soroya was that good. Spain, like California, that Mediterranean light. So bright. Pretty. So is the gallery attendant. I can remember her. She was more impressed by me than I was to be wandering through Sotheby's gallery space among the pictures, their New York auction highlights on display in Los Angeles. I'm no stranger to galleries, of course. I know tons of artists. I go to openings all the time. I don't collect. I'm not a collector. I acquire from time to time. But even that acquire, that sounds ridiculous, pretentious. Mary buys paintings sometimes. No one you've heard of. I mean, I don't know. There's a couple of abstract expressionist kind of things, edges, lines, areas of color. And I have some original comic art, some signed things from acting jobs. At the time, I had the sense she was a sort of young junior level person. Someone assigned to take names, hand out business cards, that sort of thing. But she had an art history intensity about her. And, I mean, I act. I'm an actor. And there's a sort of sense you get about when someone's calculating their moves, I guess. And she really just dissolved whatever skepticism I might have mustered when she came over as I looked at two Soroya paintings. Big canvases, unusual to have them both for sale, out of a private Spanish collection, the catalog said. One was rowers, from an unconventional angle, painted from above, a kind of contemporary-looking composition, and super lit, the kind of thing you'd see on Instagram, quirky angle from a pier, looking down on a boat full of coiled muscle and sunlight, but a hundred years before Instagram, and just vibrant and large and alive. The other was a beach scene, not the same as the study I'm looking at right now. But the girl, the woman, she didn't talk right away about the art, she introduced herself, Victoria, and asked me if I was James Urbaniak. But didn't ask, no, not really. She said, if I'm not mistaken, you're James Urbaniak. So it was more of a statement with a question mark at the end, and so formal, incredibly classy. <laughs> In fact, it was $76,000 classy, which is what I've ended up paying for this picture. And that's... Well, that's a lot of money. I don't know what you've got or what you think I've got, but that's a lot of money. You can bid absentee. Absentee bidding. You fill out a form and hand it over, 
And ten days later, on a weekday afternoon, they hold a sale in New York, and your bid wins if no one outbids you. I don't think I was tricked. Mary and the kids were on Martha's Vineyard, but I had worked back here in L.A., and I was meeting friends for a drink on Sunset one evening, and this Sotheby's exhibition was going on. I saw a banner hanging from a light post. Auction highlights from the fall sale in New York. They had a Monet, a couple of Renoirs, ugly ones, two Soroyas, and a few drawings. Mary and I had an argument before she left. We sometimes do that before one of us travels. We call it the steam valve, like on a train leaving a station in old pictures. Don't know what it was about. It was... Some arguments can actually be about nothing, but of course they're about everything at the moment you're having them. This was one of those. I guess it was about the kids or something. She said some things about me that... Regrettable things. That steam, you know, it's loud and it gives off heat and it relieves the pressure. But, well, I'm not a fucking steam engine. It rankled. Stuck. Look, I'm not saying that's why I bought the picture. That'd be pretty easy. And I'm a fucking adult now, so nothing is that easy. No matter how goddamn right I would be to buy the picture. I'm $76,000 right to buy this picture. I remember now. It was about chores. She had a list for me. I was staying, you remember, for work, to work. It's not that Mary thinks my work isn't good. God knows. She's seen how I do it. Consistent, constant, sweaty, technical work. Hustling for roles and preparing for them and the travel and all of that. She knows. It's not like we haven't talked about this stuff. But then she has this idea that when she's on vacation, when she's not working, and especially when she and the kids are gone, my spare time opens up like a giant flower. One of those corpse flowers that blooms every five years and stinks. Well, I know it stings. Me. I made a mistake. Seventy-six thousand is a lot of money. Maybe you think that because I've been on some TV shows and been in a couple well-starred in a couple of movies that I'm surrounded by Spanish impressionists. But let me put it this way: you don't see Clooney doing a podcast from his laptop. Uh, a list of chores, some of them the most basic chores: replacing smoke alarm batteries, fix the one drawer in the upstairs bathroom, but also renewing the thing for the CSA we joined. I was supposed to get my car inspection updated. I was supposed to follow up on the easement we requested from the next door neighbor for the fence. What am I complaining about? That's just life. But I don't know. At the time, I guess, I was a little resentful that she was getting to go away with the kids for a whole month. She gets that kind of time off. When I get that kind of time off, we get nervous. Fuck it, I thought. I'm going to have drinks with friends. And I called around. And there's a crowd here who are always up for something. And I put on an expensive shirt and drove over to Sunset to meet them. I wanted to go out early, and my friends, well, they don't mind early. I don't know if that's actually a casual relationship podcast and massive celebrity and wealth. I have a car. I have savings. Like I said, I have some signed comic art and some stuff we've bought. It's a collection, I guess, if by that you mean it's a bunch of stuff that's stored in one household. Acquisition for me is just an accident. Usually I'll see something I want, and if I can afford it and it makes sense, and I can picture owning it, I'll buy it. I didn't walk in there with intent... I'd parked and walked to the front of the restaurant and saw this big banner hanging up. New York auction highlights with a Monet on it. I figured it was only five and people were walking in. So I went over there and went in. 
Champagne, hey, and I had on my expensive shirt, so that was okay. Elegant people in there, industry types, no other actors I recognize except that one woman I couldn't remember from a cable thing. And then this Victoria. I could sight of her by a desk along one wall, and she turned and then walked over to me as though she were looking for me. And then that luxurious smile, and that, if I'm not mistaken, she was not mistaken. I was indeed James Urbaniak. Never more so, perhaps. Victoria certainly knew her art. By the time we'd walked around the exhibition, two champagnes in, she'd even made me okay with the Renoirs, introduced me to colleagues, former museum directors, art historians. Maybe most interesting, she heard of me because of the podcast. From this podcast. She'd seen a review on the internet, downloaded some episodes, looked me up a couple of months earlier. And she told me how weird it was that I walked in that day, but also not that weird. Like she'd sort of expected it. I had no intent at all, of course. But I kept coming back around to the Soroya drawing. It was next to those two bright canvases. I mean, here were all these Monets and stuff, and sure, okay, I couldn't afford those, but this, well... They put the price right on the exhibition card, or at least the expected price, a range, in this case sixty to $80,000. I'd had bigger paydays. Two. I'm sure there were others on the way, because I work very hard, as discussed. And it's really an exquisite picture. There are two children in the foreground, three adults, one of them, a man with trousers rolled up, is holding the blanket up, and it's catching the wind like a sail. And another figure is a woman in a dress. And the other could be either midsection, hidden by a flap of the sheet. Motion. Light. Somehow, I decided on $60,800. It felt like calculating a final Jeopardy bid. No one would expect it. I didn't want to lose to someone bidding 60, but I also didn't want to get too crazy. When I signed the bidding form, I just felt vibrant, large, alive. Victoria was there at my elbow, beaming but understated, no stranger to big transactions. It's a beach scene, after all. I told myself very briefly that I was thinking about Mary and the kids on the vineyard while I filled out the form. I didn't feel much like drinking after that. I said my goodbyes, already panicking, and went over to the bar, met my friends. I didn't tell anyone what I'd done. Tried to have fun. It turned into a bit of a pity party, but they thought I missed my family, which I did, for the record, and I let them. Until Victoria came in, after the exhibition closed... Turns out the nearest bar, this steakhouse, was a regular spot for Sotheby's to blow off steam after an exhibition, and she came in with the New York staff and said hello, and I introduced her. I told my friends about the exhibition and how I'd even been persuaded to be okay with the Renoirs. Victoria was the soul of discretion. Never murmured a word about my bidding. We talked. She was older than I thought, 37, she said and was in fact pretty respected in that world. Straight carriage, a certain light in the eyes, 
expensive clothes. Great spell. But home I went, early, aware of my friends, our friends, and somewhere else she went. The week before the sale, I thought about withdrawing my bid a hundred times. I felt sick the day before the auction. I went to work, put it aside for a while, because that's my job. I did all the chores that day. Her call came the day of the sale, right after lot 126 had sold to an absentee bid. My absentee bid. With buyer's premium, it was 76000 She told me about that, the buyer's premium. She was really happy for me. Google had already told me that you don't Welsh on an auction. I put it on the card. I'm not Clooney, but I could put it on the card, one of them. I put the shipping on there, too. I paid tax. The Soroya would come in a week. I should pick it up. I did. How am I supposed to face her now? The picture, it's binding. It's a binding sale. I can't just return it. Can't just take it back. And the woman, Victoria, I've been sitting here telling myself that she couldn't be insincere about what happened. It couldn't be about the Soroya. What's her commission on $76,000? Does she get one? How does it work? I mean, she'd heard of me from the podcast. It's not like she set me up somehow. No one sets out to bag a James Urbaniak. No one I'd want to think about, at least. When I went to pick up the drawing, she had it there and took me into a private viewing room. And she had it lit. I examined it. She had it packed up for me. <laughs> the packing alone was the thing of great beauty, this expert guy in a little shipping area taking such incredible care with the thing. She took me and the picture to lunch. And to her place. I can't face Mary. She'll be home any time now, and they'll find my note. She'll know. That's her now. She must be there. I, I can't. Just putting that to voicemail. I can't go back there. Oh boy, here we go. James? Hey, uh, hi. You're still here. Yeah, I... I What's this? You're, you're recording something? I... Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would look, uh... The Soroya. You hung it. Yeah, I like it there. Um, look, Victoria... You hung the drawing here? It's a great spot. I mean, the computer doesn't have to always be here. I know James. She the... Yes? You can't say... Okay, just... Well, that could have gone better. I guess the commission on 76000 is actually pretty good. The moment before I signed the bid form. Right before Mary and the kids pulled out of the driveway. That moment right before she saw me at the dinner where we met. Getting On with James Urbaniak, Episode 16, Buyer's Remorse, 
was written by Bill Brain and produced and performed by James Urbaniak. Victoria was played by Natasha Vargas Cooper. This program is part of the Feral Audio Network. Visit feralaudio.com for prior episodes and other podcasts. This is Neil Hamburger. Hey, uh, I, I don't know if you podcast people even watch the news, but uh, it's a real catastrophe right now in the Philippines. They had a horrible typhoon, and it's, it's just a goddamn mess. Those folks need assistance. So Tim Heidecker and myself put together a little six-minute track, an exclusive MP3 titled Taco Bell Apple Tree, which Tim and I will send out to anyone who donates $10 or more to one of the many legit organizations offering relief down there. Go to feralaudio.com for all the details on how you can help.